Hi, welcome to Live with Dawn Marie here at Dawn Marie Healthy and Fit. And today we have an amazing guest, Terry Kashram. And we're going to be talking to him about his everyday life of living with multiple sclerosis. Stay tuned for an amazing interview. All right, welcome, Terry. How are you today? Great. How are you? I'm really good. Um, I loved our pre-talk. It's always good to do a pre-talk before you're live and see how the day is going. And yes. it looks like you're having an amazing day so far. Good? Yeah. It's always a great day. It's always a great day, right? Especially when you yeah. can get up and smile and just... For sure. Yeah, go forward in life and just keep moving on. So, yeah. Terry, I want you to give us a little bit of a background. I already know your background, but a little bit about yourself for the viewers to know who you are. I know you as the hilarious multiple sclerosis brother of mine and all of your comedic interactions that I love, but why don't you give us a little bit about yourself? So I was diagnosed with MS in 2008, and when I was diagnosed, I hid it. I didn't want anyone to know I had it. I didn't want to burden anyone's life with my illness. So I hid it. And yeah. uh, I was, I would say I was a different guy. I was, you know, because I hid it, I was kind of a grumpy guy. Uh, I still didn't show it. I still tried to hide the grump. But, I, you know, I was a really happy guy because I was going through a lot of, uh, you know, nuisance in my life. You know, not having any support, just because I never reached out to anyone, right? Right. I was kept a secret. So, you know, I, I can't blame anybody else but myself. You know, I had to learn how to communicate my issues and stuff like that. You know? I understand that. And I understand um, the whole hiding thing. Because, you know, in the beginning, in my 20s, I knew something was wrong with me. But every doctor kept telling me, you're fine. You're just stressed out. You're a young woman building your career. Here's some yeah. Xanax. Here's some Prozac. Take a vacation. My personality, I don't. I didn't approach anybody. I didn't say, "Hey, my fingertips are numbish," or "Hey, I have this funny feeling going on," or "Sometimes my leg is dragging." I just thought, you know, I'm unhealthy. I didn't take care of my body because I didn't take care of my body growing up. You know, I mean, I somewhat did. I worked out, but I really didn't. So, were you so, active, like in high school? Did you play sports? I was always active. Okay. Um, you know, I was randomly playing sports. So after school, I always was in some sort of activity, baseball. So I wasn't going to be some major athlete or anything like that, but I was athletic. You know, I loved to drive. That was my big thing. I was always a driver, standard. I loved my cars. <gasps> and stuff like that. Let's talk about standards. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I wish I knew my foot would work because I would be driving a standard today. Right? So, <sighs> Totally. You can't take the chance because sometimes your leg doesn't work, you might get tired, and you might be in the middle of an intersection. So a lot of people say, oh, but you can still drive. I'm like, yeah, if I get a specialized vehicle. Yeah. But it's not fun. It's, it's not, not fun. fun to drive. Like, I need to drive my standard car. I need to control the vehicle, whatever. You know, I'm still a, a, a car head, you know. I love my cars. So I don't want to drive anymore. It's been over a year since I've touched a car. And... Uh, if you know me in my past, you know I'm a driver. Okay. So it's a big shock to my system not driving, but I think I handled it right. I think yeah. I'm okay. And that's probably why I splurge in other areas of my life. 
But that's a good thing that you yeah. now you're taking that passion of driving and you're putting it into other things that you love in your life. So, exactly. so what would one of those things be that you are passionate about that you now are moving forward with not driving, yeah. but did you get yourself a sexy car like for someone else to drive you? Do you have a like a woman that shows up with like a little hat and you're funny. <laughs> No. Right? That's a good splurge. I mean, it is, you know, but I need to drive. <laughs> but, um, you know what? It, it saved me because I was, I hate to say it, I was an aggressive driver. I was comfortable with my cars. I was comfortable driving, um, a little irritable sometimes. So having MS and MS progressing and it forced me out of the car scene kind of saved my life. Who knows where I would have been? I, I wasn't a safe driver. I mean, as I grew older, I became more of a safer driver. But as a kid, I had a lot of tickets. I had a lot of post calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, you're, I'm a hypocrite. You, I drive. You're a bad guy. You were like on the road speeding and taking. So MS saved my life. I kind of like that phrase. Right? Because I was on go, on a go path. Even with work, I mm -hmm. would never settle down. I was on a go path. I yeah. needed to just keep going. It was never enough. And then MS settled me down. And it wasn't when I got diagnosed with MS. When I got diagnosed with MS, I went even harder. I went faster, you know, I, you know, to, to stay in control. Yeah. Oh, no, MS doesn't have me. I have MS. Exactly. But MS, MS progressed and forced me to stop driving. And I always said it saved my life. You know, you know I, I, I love the attitude about... MS saved your life instead of you saying MS ruined my life because when we really look at it MS has really empowered I would say a good 70% of the world that have multiple sclerosis we've turned our lives around we've taken a little bit more of that control back and learned how to live with the disease and moving yeah. forward now the other 30% are still struggling, but that's where you come from. And that's where your, your community, but laughter and love of life comes from. And, you know, I'm trying to share that too, because MS is a destructive disease. It's killing us. Let's, let's just put it plain and simple, right? It's, it's killing us. Yeah. I mean, some it's, have progressed some have relapsed remaining, but when you yeah. become but when you become old and frail, your body won't be able to handle fighting MS anymore. So I'm sorry, everyone's going to progress eventually. Yeah, you know what I, mean? but, I was relapsing, remitting, anyway. and now I'm secondary progressive MS. And yeah, I kind of, and you are, uh, well, you're beyond secondary progressive MS. So I'm relapsed remitting. And what happened was my stamina and the legs kept getting weaker. Whatever reason, it kept getting weaker. I got an attack. I didn't get out of it. And I believe it's a stress factor. I used to not believe in stress. I used to say, oh, come on. Stress can't kill someone. It's a stress factor. Because I went through something that brought me down. And then my legs never came up. I'm still strong. I'm still feeling great. But my legs' stamina is gone. Yeah. And then, of course, I always get the question of, so can you walk? 
can you take, you know, so people don't understand that for me to take two steps, I'm really torturing myself. I'm yeah. really pushed, you know what I mean? And what happens is because I'm doing these steps, it's working my whole body because I'm using my whole body to take a step. Yeah. And all of a sudden I got symptoms going somewhere else. So I got my bladder problems. I got, you know what I mean? So I'd rather not walk. I'd rather just sit down. Uh, you know what? That you need to do what you have to do and be happy with that. And you are. And I love your posts about living life in a wheelchair. You're not negative about it. You are like, this is my life. This is how I am. Love me or leave I, me, you know? And I, I love that. Totally, totally. When I got diagnosed with MS, I didn't even know what MS was. Me so either. I never heard of it. And I feel ignorant because it was around and I was just that guy who didn't, you know, pay attention. And then all of a sudden the doctor told me, you had MS. And the person I was with at the time broke down, started crying. And I thought I was dying because I'm like, why, why are you crying? And I never took it so serious, even though half my body was numb. And when I first got attacked, it was pretty bad. I was bedridden. It was really embarrassing. I went through embarrassing moments, but I still never took it harshly. I never cried about it. I, I don't know why. I didn't believe that I actually had it. I was in denial. Yeah. And then it was, and then I got out of that from the prednisone that we all had taken in the past. Mm -hmm. I got out of it. I started walking slowly, went through different medications, still didn't accept it until I had, was forced to be in a chair, accepted it. I was like, what's the worst that could happen? And that's when I started my Instagram account. I love that. And now you're bringing more light and positivity to the disease, which is exactly what we need to do instead of yeah. the negativity and the destruction of the disease but we need to be real about it as well and share that destruction part but then come back and share the positive part of how we've changed our world around because 100%. yeah i mean i totally um i didn't know what ms was either but when i finally got the diagnosis of the brain mri and the spinal tap and yeah. my you know after firing my first three neurologists and nothing against men but they were all men and, <laughs> sorry but it's cool it's cool okay then i found dr Chowen, and she has been my neurologist yeah. since 2000 early 2000 late 2011 and then in 2012 was the actual final test and that day i actually hugged her and I said, thank you, because now I'm validated. And I know all of these years of my life, I wasn't crazy. There yeah. was really something wrong with me. And now I have proof on paper. And that's when my life changed. And this story is many other people's stories too. And I've heard it before. I've heard it before, you know, they just said it's your nerves, you need to breathe, better diet, whatever. They, they would just yeah. push it as yeah, I, I, I was the Coca-Cola, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, M&M eater, it, eat in between. I ate like shit. I, I didn't treat my body well. And, you know, after being diagnosed and reading everything, Dr. Terry Wallace, I started to like really say, okay, well, I didn't realize food could do that to you. 
I yeah. didn't realize stress could do that to you. Well, I was stressed out my entire freaking life because yeah. I was told I was, you know, stressed. But what are you going to do? That's the world, unfortunately, yeah. right? We have to learn how to deal with our stresses when we're young. Not when we're old, when we really have stresses. But when we're young, we need to go through courses. I don't know what to say about that, but I believe stress is a big factor. Yeah, sure. and that needs to start at home, and that also needs to start in the schools. At we home, don't school. talk about that. When I grew, okay, I'm way older, way way older than you. Not, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I grew up in the time of suck it up, put on your big girl pants, and get moving. Uh, no crying. I don't care if you're hurt. You can have a broken leg. You got to go to work. Get your ass up out of bed and get going. And it was hard knocks. It was working at 15 years old. It was just you got to keep going. And today... Yeah. The world is not like that. When was your first symptoms? Just curious. 18, at 18 years old, um, my left eye was starting to go in and out on me. Then in 1920 is when it really started to get bad. Like I had to get a job out of school. I had to like support myself. I was living on my own. And the stresses of paying the bills and moving forward, yeah. I think, started to make things really trigger and get worse. And uh, just basically, it, I was like, okay, and always rubbing my eye, which you saw yesterday when we were talking. I yeah, was yeah. constantly like rubbing my eye because I couldn't see you. Like it was just in and out, and it goes in and out constantly on me. Um, and then I started noticing I was working really long hours. I was a store manager. And I had to do floor moves. And we would do floor moves in the middle of the night before the stores would yeah. open the next day. And I would drop things. Like, I couldn't feel my hands. And I'm like, what I is like, what right. is wrong with me? Am I having a heart attack? Like, yeah. oh, my God. And then it, was, then it was my left hand. And I thought, oh, shit, I'm having a heart attack. So I'd go to the hospital. And they're like, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Your blood work is great. You're young. You're distressed. Yeah. I went through the same thing. My first attack was the worst one. Half the body was numb. Went to the emergency and uh, sat there with two hours and the doctor testing everything out. And he didn't. He just said, oh, you're fine. You can go. Yeah. And I was so panicking. Hey, I'm half numb. He's like, well, you got to go see a neurologist. I'm like, so you're going to let me leave this hospital like this? And he's like, there's nothing I can do. And I, didn't, I had no clue what MS was to even think it was MS. But you know the you know I mean? the worst part is is multiple sclerosis does not did not start to become an awareness situation until the last fifteen years. Uh, so when I got diagnosed, it was it was somewhat known. Again, I didn't hear of it at all. But uh, because I didn't hear of it, I said a lot of people haven't heard of it. It's not just me because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm educated. I'm you know, I'm out there. I, I I listen. I read news a lot. Anyway, so when I found out that you know I didn't know what MS was, I figured this is my chance to spread awareness. You know, to let everyone know what MS is. And so then that's when I joined the board of directors for the MS Society. Yes, let's talk about that. So everybody, um, Terry was on the board of directors for Multiple Sclerosis Society, and he did a lot for them. Yes. 
So let, yeah, t- I, t- let's I talk about that. Too. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was my calling. It was what I had to do because, you know, I knew nobody knew what MS was. Mm-hmm. Well, not nobody, but you know what I'm saying. So I started the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I started volunteering. Oh, part of the world still doesn't know what it is. You know what I mean? Right. When I started volunteering, I got to meet a lot of the guys there and uh, I had a lot of, you know, a lot of um, skill set that I could use for them. They loved it. They brought me onto the board. I was so happy. And then I did a couple speeches here and there at universities for awareness to let people know that the guy next to you trips. You just think he's clumsy. He might have MS. You never know, right? So, <laughs> and with the eye situation, a lot of people squints, a lot of people blurry vision. Or we're always have, going like this because we think we have something wrong or, or in our eye. And, totally. yeah. When I, when I got MS and I knew I had MS, I still didn't know the symptoms. So, mm-hmm. one day I'm living my life and then all of a sudden I have blotchy vision. You know what I'm talking about? The blotchy vision. Mm-hmm. you got to see sideways to see straight. It's weird. It's weird. And, uh, so I thought, oh, my eyes are going bad. I went to an optometrist. He did all these tests on me. And he says, I don't know. There's nothing wrong. And I never told him I have MS. So I said, well, do you think it has something to do with MS? And he goes, it's an MS-related thing. And I'm like, oh, really? And I hate how all doctors will throw it to MS now. Like, oh, you have problems? It's MS. It's like, I don't want it all to be associated with MS. Let's look at it individually because it might not be MS. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. And that's kind of frustrating. And so like the whole doctor theory. So basically, unless you're studying today as in your 20s and you're in college to become a neurologist, the old neurologists studied, you know, Harvard Medical Journal and they studied the old books. Hello, those books have not been updated with today's information. So, those doctors are going to lectures to learn about MS. Right. And I that. I'm like, so you're a pro, you go to a lecture for two hours. I lived this my whole life, but you're a pro. So, that's the I'm sorry, I just love that you just said that because all of us living in the world with this disease have more knowledge about the disease in ourselves than half of the doctors in the world. And we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, uh, make fun of doctors. We I'm not making to... fun of doctors, but I'm, I, yeah, my yeah. point is when you go to a doctor, you spend what, 20 minutes, sometimes an hour waiting for that doctor, correct? Yeah, exactly. You get into the office, he walks in with a piece of paper in his hand and, you know, he opens it up. So. I notice you. I'm sorry. I'm being a wise ass. So I notice we're gonna we're here today to do what again? Really? Who am I? Do hi, Domery. How are you? Last visit you came in and you we were talking about this. Like my neurologist treats me like a human being and remembers the last conversation. Yeah. Doctors today need to listen to what you're telling them. Write it down. Acknowledge it and do a follow through. Not just write me a prescription and send me on my way. What has been happening? Where's your journal? Tell me what's going on. This is what's changed. And I finally had to say, this is my life and I'm paying you to help me stay strong. 
So you're not going to push me out the door in five minutes. I want a half an hour with you if that's what you made me wait. If you made me wait an hour, I'm going to sit here for an hour and you're going to listen to me. So I turned my world around with the doctors. I was always soft-spoken. I never challenged doctors. I always went with what they said. Oh, okay, okay. I never had that backbone. I, you know, I just thought doctors wanted the best for me. Whatever. Well, I believe that they do. Doctors are great. I'm not, you know, but sometimes you need opinion. You need a second opinion. Right. I never, I never had a backbone, you know. I just went with the flow. I never, I I never had a backbone either, but I got to tell you, living with MS, you seriously get a backbone. And I'm from the East Coast. So there's a little bit of my wise ass in there of, you know, growing up on the East Coast. So, <laughs> all of my East Coast followers, I love you. I am totally East Coast. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. we seriously have to speak up for ourselves every single day. Whether you're at a doctor's, whether you're at the DMV, whether you are in a grocery store, whatever is going on. It's we, so easy for me to speak up for others. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Why is it easier for you to speak up for others but not yourself? Right, um, it's almost like it's not worth, you know. It doesn't bother me if someone insults me or you know, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. But when I see somebody else who can't defend for themselves or who can't, you know, they're struggling with their MS, and I I, I just want to help. I want to help. I don't want them to go through what I went through. I went through struggles, you know. I'm okay. But I went through struggles. I went through stress on top of stress with this MS. Did you I never, go through depression as well, like I did? You know, who doesn't go through depression when you have a debilitating illness? Come on. Even if you are happy, inside you got something going on. You know what I mean? You need support. 100% you need support. Mm-hmm. So every time I find out, every time someone finds out I have MS, they're usually saying, oh, my sister has MS or oh and the first thing I do is I challenge them and I'm always like are you supporting them are they having problems walking did you talk to sit down do they need to use a wheelchair because I need to use a wheelchair two years before I used it and I was using a walker to pick myself up everywhere I went I was picking myself up the reason why I lost a lot of weight was because it was hard for me to move everywhere yeah. so eventually you just get it off yeah. And then everyone says to me, oh, how did you lose your weight? And I always come up with the, oh, you know, I stopped, you know, I'm health conscious. I am health conscious. But, you know, when it's really hard, it's exercise everywhere I go. So I don't want anyone else to go through the same thing I went through. If I know that someone has a family member with MS, I'll make sure they give me the right support. Yeah. You know. You know. Absolutely. I never had support. But again, I never asked for it. I never communicated it. I was always shut down. And yeah. you know, it's difficult when you're first learning the diagnosis of the disease and to talk to your family members and everything about it and to acknowledge it yourself. You have to be confident in yourself to know that you can educate the other person about yeah. the disease and about what you're going through and what you need from them as support. Unfortunately, the hard truth of multiple sclerosis is most couples or most 
young people don't get through it with a partner. They end up being alone because a lot of people don't understand the destruction of the mind of what it's happening to us, of the physiological part and the mental part. It's not just the body. It's mentally destroying us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have that story too. A lot of people, I've heard it so many times. It's embarrassing. I never want to be that guy who you know lost their partner because of my illness, but I did. I did. And it's not that person's fault either. No. I didn't no. know how to communicate it. I became very irritable. I basically pushed people away from me. And, uh, yeah. I tried to do the same thing. I I pushed. I asked for a divorce. I thought I was the worst mother. I thought, oh my god, I have to hide this because now I'm losing friends because they don't get it. And then I finally realized, you know what? I need to just educate them. What do I need? And ask for help and move forward. And thank Robert's a saint. The bullshit I put him through. And yeah. all the years of never knowing what was wrong, he never said, nothing's wrong with you. But I knew in his heart, he was like, I don't know what's wrong with her. I, I don't know how to help her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. It's an emotional struggle. And yeah. when you're raising children and you're going through oh, all those those so thoughts. That. I'm so lucky I don't have children because I wouldn't, I don't know the guilt I would be dealing with. Yeah. I have my dog and my cat, I have guilt for them. I feel like I don't take her out walking enough, so I hire walkers, I have people helping me. But I always look at her and I'm like, you know, sorry, daddy's sick, sorry, because, you know, I, I would love to take her out all the time, but, but I can't But see, anymore. you just did it, daddy's sick. And I get that. And my kids would be like, mommy, why are you crying all the time? And then they would tell on me, and they would tell Robert while he was on a trip, and he'd come home. They'd be like, mommy was in bed crying constantly. I thought I was losing my mind, totally. And I thought about taking my life so many times over the years. I'd be better off, and the family would be better off without me. That's what this disease does to you mentally. Physically, it beats the shit out of us, but you don't see it. It's the phantom, the unseen scary phantom in our brain, shutting every single thing down inside our body, and you can't see it. We were talking about the drooping, how it's like nobody sees, but when I work out, this eye here drops, and it drops to the point where I could pick it up at this side and it'll kind of stay up mm -hmm. but as soon as I breathe and I relax and it stays whatever but it will drop I got that drop face for sure yeah and I don't even know about it I, like, I have the, I never realized it until I started doing my podcasts yeah <laughs> and I was watching my podcast and I'm like whoa my whole face is dropped in that podcast or I was doing the interviews and yeah. like my it would be like ah. And if anyone can go back and look at any of my IGTV podcasts and it interviews, that. and my whole face will shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. it, it won't be that recognizable. But to you, of course it is, because you feel it. You know, sometimes my eyes droop, and sometimes someone's beside me, I'm like, look, look, look at my eye. They'll be like, what's wrong with your eye? I'm like, you don't see it, but it's clear, but it's minuscule. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. So let's talk about the ants. <laughs> I, I, I say it's ants. And when my kids yeah. were in preschool, yes, 
friggin', okay. I swear to, you're like itching everywhere. You're scratching your head. And I had this holes in my hair from pulling yeah. my hair out thinking something was crawling on me. And it was all the MS, the, the, the tingling. And then when you can't feel your fingers and you're like, wake up and they don't wake yeah. up. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then let's it. talk about the drop foot when you before you went to your wheelchair walking, and then all of a sudden it looks like you're totally drunk off your ass, and you just yeah. oh my god, you just fall. I, used to get my, I had where I worked, I had a police officer knock on the door and say, "Who who's driving that car?" And then one of the employees say, "Oh, that's Terry's car." Terry, there's a police here to see you. I'm like, oh, okay, so I go to the front door. What's what's going on? And he says, "Are you driving that car? We got a we got a call of intoxication. Someone intoxicated walking here." And I'm like, and I you know I giggle because I'm like, wow, you know I've never I've heard of this. I've never gotten it before. So I looked at him and I said, "I'm sorry, I had that mask." As soon as I said that, pop started laughing, started giggling. Him and his partner, they started giggling. No, no, because they understand. They understand, and I think this has happened before with other people with MS. But, uh, and I, I, you know, they start giggling. They're like, we're sorry. You know, this, I'm like, it's okay. And, and that was my initial, you know, being stopped because of intoxication. Yeah. But I think now if it happens, I think I'd laugh at it and just ignore it, whatever. I don't drive anymore. So, well, yeah, I've gotten that. Before. Well, I, I, even if I'm driving or not driving, I'll be walking and it looks like I'm drunk. I'm either like off balance or I literally walk into a wall. I, yeah. I get bruises yeah. that I don't even remember how I got a bruise on my leg or my arms or, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just, totally. it. it's almost a comedic situation when yeah. you have multiple sclerosis. you got to learn to laugh at the punches. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sometimes I need a knife and I just need to scratch. <laughs> Like it's that bad sometimes that I ask somebody else, can you just scratch for me? And they think it's just an itch. I'm like, dig your nails in there, please. I need it to be scratched because I could do. Sometimes it's nonstop and I have to rub my fingers like this. It's so nonstop. And then I hate it when I'm in the middle of a real conversation and I'm I'm doing an engagement (laughs) and I'm like, shit, what were we talking about? The yeah. memory loss, right? Or I can't even say a simple word. Like, I, like, can I have a cup of, um, um, you know, the, the um, fogginess. it's the fogginess. I, I know. I, and I, know. I literally, people looking at me like, are you okay? Are, are you drunk? Are you? No, I have multiple sclerosis, and my brain is not firing right now, or whoever I'm with. Like if it's my daughter, she laughs. She goes, no, she's not drunk. She's just crazy. She has MS. <laughs> I'm like, shut, I'm like, shut yeah. up. That was not funny. <laughs> but it is funny. But yeah, those yeah, moments yeah. in just, life where you literally can't say the simplest word. I have fogginess too. And I hate to play it because people will just be like, oh, you're just absent-minded or whatever. No, I'm pretty clear. Yeah. Sometimes I have this fogginess and I feel it coming. I feel like oh, I'm in a little funk right now. You know, maybe I need to breathe or whatever, but mm-hmm. fogginess galore happens to me. All the time. Do you have time lapse memory? 
Like I can't remember sometimes I'll be driving and then all of a sudden I'm like, where am I going? Like, wait, okay, pull over, take a deep breath, relax. Okay, you need to be here at this time. Similar. You go to another room to get something, you go to that room, why did I go to that room? I, but I think everybody goes through that, so I don't put it on MS. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, but everyone goes through this. It's not an MS thing, but it probably is. Well, I think ours is just more heightened because of the MS. I think everybody does definitely go through that. But I think ours yeah. is more heightened and higher in, I like that. In, yeah. a, in a pause of the moment of what we're going through. Um, yeah. Not only that, and, but we have many things in our mind from whatever symptoms. My legs right now, like that right foot of mine is burning. I ignore it. Um, I'm, I'm feeling like, oh, do I have to go to the washroom? Do I not? So all this is in my mind. You're talking to me. I'm focused somewhere else sometimes, you know, and then I'm like, oh, let's focus. You know, I'm, I'm just so challenged by so many things. Okay. So just imagine the challenges that we deal with living with multiple sclerosis. Hey, multiple sclerosis awareness. Um, and, uh, I love her. We love you. Um, the whole concept of, okay. A normal person, well, I actually don't like that word normal because there is no normal. Let's You're just right. say another person goes to work and they're focused and they got everything going and there's no distraction and then you throw MS on top of that brain and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. So we're, do, we're doing overtime work. We're like constantly having to manage ourselves, manage our brain, manage our bodies 10 times fold. And it's exhausting, right? It's mentally exhausting. Mentally. I go through mentally fatigue all the time. Loud <laughs> noise. Sometimes I'm like, I need to just, I'm so old saying this, but sometimes I'm like, I just need you guys to be quiet. Let me just breathe. But yes, totally mental. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, Angie, Angie and I talk in, at pretty much every other day. I love you, Ange. Um, it's and she catches me. I'll be like, what were we talking about? And we call it coffee time. It's coffee time. And we're not allowed to have makeup on. And the two of us laugh hysterically at each other. And yeah. We've never met, but I swear to God, and we just found out today, I lived in Port Jefferson. Okay. She was 40 minutes away from me. And now we're like amazing friends through the MS community of finding each other. And that yeah. to me is what this is so passionate about. You yeah. are my multiple sclerosis brother. I have so many brothers in the world that I'm connected to. I have so many sisters in the world that I'm connected to all because of this destructive disease. That's yeah. what I'm grateful for that. I have Me all too. of you. Me too. You have no idea how much family I have through this. Yeah, we all do. And it, if anything from this disease, it's made us an amazing, strong community. Yeah. Of yeah. family, family. And, and that's the whole thing. I want to pay it forward. I want to, you know, 
because I got so much support from people. When I put a video up, so much support. I want to give it back. Let's be there for each other. Really, we need to support each other. Finished. We are family. We no are family. We go through unless we go through it. Uh, there are people that understand because they see our sentence, just like uh, Robert and all that stuff. But it doesn't matter because they, they, you know, they don't live it to understand it. You know what? So, What's the phrase? Else? You don't get it until you get it, which means the disease itself. When somebody comes to me and says, I have rheumatoid arthritis or another illness, mm -hmm. I pay attention because, you know, we don't understand until you live it, right? Right. So and I let them know, I'm sorry for what you're going through, you know, or whatnot, and try to learn about their illnesses because I wasn't like this before. I'm like, how many other illnesses are out there that you don't know about, that you're so ignorant about, you know? And, and I think that's another thing that needs to really bring awareness. And it shouldn't just be the month. Like, we have March, right? Well, yeah. when March was here, COVID hit. So <laughs> we didn't really get the awareness that we needed for the disease. And that's where I was just like, how do we continue to move forward with awareness? And that's where Live with Domery podcast came from because of COVID. And I'm like... We need to go live and people need to hear these stories and these stories need to be told and heard all the I time. Around. 13 years ago, I would have needed this. You know, there's no book to learn how to be in a chair or how to deal with that no. mess. There's no book. No, there there's, isn't. There's a lot of self-help books that I've read about how to breathe, how to stay positive, how to, and I'm great. I'm great, but I need a book on how to not get frustrated because you keep dropping the same thing 10 times. Or, you know what I mean? Or, I get it. My husband yeah. said to me at one point before I was ever diagnosed, if you really hate those dishes, I'll, just go buy some new ones. I'm like, it's not that I don't hate the dishes. I just keep dropping them. And I actually got really mad and like it was screaming at him. You know, like, come on. There needs to be more of the step-by-step -step of relapsing, remitting. These are the things you're going to go through. And there needs to be a checklist when you are diagnosed. Instead of being handed the pamphlet of, let's go on Copaxin or Avalox or whatever medication you need to go on, yeah. where is the book on, let's record this symptom, let's get to this step, let's follow up on our next in our next appointment with our neurologist on what happened from that period to today. Do yeah. I need another brain MRI? Is there something really happening with me? And I built that for myself and I walk in with a huge notebook, yeah. blood work, neurologist, OBGYN, whatever I had to go to. And I bring that notebook to every single doctor's appointment I have. Yeah. So I don't forget. We forget. I never did that. I always left it in their hands, which is my fault. You should never have. And I moved, I don't know if I told you, but I moved from Toronto to this town. Yes. And I ghosted Toronto. When my illness was progressing, I ghosted Toronto. I shut everything down. I lost all my friends because I couldn't, they used to tell them, I really have MS. You know, there were some people that knew, they saw me stumble. But I still played it off, like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry, I'm just tired, or whatever. You know, but when it got really bad, I, I ghosted Toronto and I came here. And then I got a neurologist, not happy with, 
it's the same story that everybody else has. You know, I'm just a, I'm not a, I'm just a number or whatever you say. Mm -hmm. Angie yeah. wants me to create a book. Angie, I'm already working on book three. How many more books do you want me to write? <laughs> you have to come. You got to contact him. Book three. Huh? What's the, the title? I don't know, you guys. Maybe, maybe I have to have you guys ha help me. Um, it's it. book three is not anything to do with MS. It, specifically, blah blah. Um, it's it's really about inspiration and life and moving forward with any disease. And I don't talk about diseases. I talk about the struggles of life and yeah. it's kind of like a poetry book so it's light-hearted but it will really help you inspire yourself every day cool yeah so I gotta come up with the name how about you, start you whoever comes up with the name for book three I will put your name in the book and do a wow. whole page on how we corresponded so all of you out there MSers that's my challenge today. So are you going to win it, Terry? Are you going to get that page? I don't know if I'm that creative. But <laughs> I want to talk about your Instagram feed. Okay. okay. So the day the day that you posted, the dog pulled you off your wheelchair. I love that day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll At first, I'm so sorry. I, I grew up with watching the Three Stooges hitting yeah. each other and doing the whole woo woo into your eyeballs and whacking each other. I I laugh when people get hurt, and I I know I I'm so sorry, but I I don't know why. But when I saw that, I laughed, and then I'm like, oh shit! And I DM'd you, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I the same reaction with many people. I'm sorry for laughing, but I laughed. Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm so grateful that you laughed because that's the whole purpose. It didn't go for to waste. I know, but I felt bad. I'm like, oh shit! Are you? Okay? I hope you're okay. Here I am when laughing I started, at you, and you did it on no, purpose. So tell us why you put it no, on your I page. I did it on purpose. That actually happened. She actually pulled me off my chair. You know, I was okay. I wasn't hurt at all. I was fine. It was so slow motion to me. Even though in the camera it looked like I hit my head, it was slow motion. Nothing happened. I was fine. But what happened was when I started my Instagram account. I wanted to post stuff, showing people, MS can't stop me. I'm swimming. I'm canoeing. That's what I was posting originally. I had three or four posts. And then I was taking Jade out for a walk. I have a camera that faces my car. I used to drive, right? Uh -huh. So I had a camera that faced my car. I got rid of my car. I still have the camera. It still points to the same spot. Taking Jade out for a walk, that happened. I fell down. My ego was damaged. My dignity, I was just embarrassed. Two ladies came and helped me. I just wanted to go home. I was. I had, I had enough. I got home, I saw the security camera, and I'm like, did I just catch that fall on camera? And as soon as I found that out, my journey started. That was a calling, it was a calling, because I was saying, I don't want to put stuff, oh, I'm so cool, look at me, I can swim, no. I want to reach out to other people that deal with MS. What do other people deal with? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and when I fell down, I showed some of that video. And I always got, oh, I don't want to see that. Are you okay? And I was upset. I'm like, why can't you laugh at that? But you'll laugh at the normal person falling. 
they'll be like, oh my God, what a goof. But when someone in a wheelchair falls, it's like a sin. You can't laugh at it. You know what I mean? So that's what pushed me to put more videos out. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show you more embarrassing moments. I'm going to show you what happens when I stand up, I fall down. Or you know what I mean? I put so many more videos up of just, you know, real life stuff happening to me. It's you know, real life. Got to take that away, right? Got to show people this is, yeah, it's real life. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is definitely the good, the bad, and the ugly, the hysterical, the the depression, the laughter, the moments that happen. Like, I have to, I swear to God, there needs to be a car company that built a toilet in your car. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't, I don't want to get into that right now. Jesus God, I'm sorry. I, I, I literally, I'm like, I, I can't leave the house yet. I got to pee before we leave because it's going to come. And then it's like hours. And I'm like, frick this. I get out and then all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the freeway. And if I don't pull over, I'm going to piss my pants in my car. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. I'm just... But I've gotten... I, I had to write it in the book because I literally had to pull over and drop my drawers on a freeway and go yeah. to the bathroom. Good on you for telling us because everyone goes to that, but nobody wants to admit it. Hello. Do you know how many times I've had to squat in a bush or walk my dog and all of a sudden MS is like, oh, you're going to go pee now. And there's no holding it. It's you're either gonna drip you're down your leg or you're gonna have to squat in the bush. I'm a really good squatter. I, seriously. I have friends now that will <laughs> tell me that they pee themselves. They're not sick, but they'll tell me, oh, I pee myself to bring her to my level. You know what I mean? To make me understand, to make me comfortable. But that's so cool that they would do that. And I've never had that before. But again, I never communicated my problems. Mm -hmm. But I put a video up of uh, me sleeping all night, not having to get up once during the night to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now I gotta change my sheets because they're wet. And I put that video, I got so many DMs from that video. So many people, oh my God, do you understand me? And they're not gonna say it publicly. But I, just- I say you know, everything publicly. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to do that too. I'm ready, we're human. Come on, right? You know what? Indeed. I'm so tired of the, okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm so tired of the pretend everything's perfect. Screw that. Everything is not perfect. Life happens. Life happens. Roll with the punches. And if you can't laugh, cry. If you can't cry, scream. Just roll with the punches. And that's what MS is. It's throwing punches at us every single day of our life. Randomly. Right? So today is World um, Suicide Day, depression. And that. that is a huge thing that we deal with, with fibromyalgia, lupus, cancer, heart, any autoimmune disease, we all deal with depression. MS deals with depression a nonstop 
battle every day because we don't make serotonin. I read, yes, you're right. I read in a book, again, uh, my, my neurologist was Paul O'Connor. He was really uh, one of the greatest doctors and neurologists in Ontario, Canada. I don't know if a lot of people have heard of him. Uh, he retired for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote a book and it talks about everything. It talks about every symptom I have. So I used to, when people say, oh, what do you go through? I'd, give, I'd be like, here, read his book. It's really yeah. Anyway, I don't know if it was his book or another neurologist book, but they talk about the suicide rates with MS. It's and horrible. It, it's high. It's I don't want to say what is higher than because I don't want my facts to be wrong on your show. But it's higher than most illnesses. And I was like, no, this can't be right. I'm fine. No, and then I, right. I'm like, oh, I can see why. Because people lose relationships. People have problems uh, all around, whatever, you know. Anyway, I understand that now. But yes, it is a high rate in multiple sclerosis, for sure. Huge and I totally high rate. Understand. I've went through depression. Thank God I never wanted to end my life. But just like a lot of people, you're like, if I wanted to end my life. I wanted to. I, I thought about it constantly. I even wrote about it in my book. Constantly. I, 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 I told you in our pre-talk yesterday, everybody, I, I literally was like, Terry, I thought I was being haunted. I had to keep going to see the priest because all the doctors gave blood work to me. And tell me I look great and you're just stressed and here's some Xanax and a Prozac. I have more <sighs> Prozac and Xanax in my like medicine cabinet trying to deal with the everyday pain, not knowing for over 20 years before I got my diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. I thought about suicide. I thought about how can I crash the car and make it look like it was an accident so my family's taken care of. So they wow. don't have to deal with me. Wow. It is all in the book. Really? I seriously just spilled it all. So living with phantoms is literally about my life with dealing with a phantom I could never see. You stole my title name. I, I, what? <laughs> what? 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 Perfect title name for a book. <laughs> you just said I well, stole it. I stole your name? <laughs> phantoms. We all have phantoms. Unfortunately, That's a great name for the book. Living with phantoms. Perfect name. When I was writing the book, I'm like, well, how do I describe it? Because I actually didn't know I had MS then. And I'm like, I'm just going to call it what it is and what I used to call it. I have phantoms. Yeah. I have unseen phantoms. And then I capitalized, I capitalized the MS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So but we all live with phantoms. Like, wow, what a great title. Thank you. Thank you. It's perfect, honestly, because that's what we deal with. It's perfect. Living a phantom. It's a hidden, unseen illness. And until like you depression. get your brain MRI, just like depression, until you get your spinal tap and your brain MRI, you are freaking living with phantoms your entire life. And people think you're crazy and you lose friendships. And I lost so many friendships because people did not believe me and then I isolated myself and that was horrible yeah and then I, I pretended and then I do you, okay this is going to totally outdate me did you ever watch leave it to beaver uh no okay see you're <laughs> I know all about this joke no 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 it has nothing to do with age remember I wasn't I just grew up in Canada right yeah so they didn't have that in certain parts of the world <laughs> 
But I know all about Leave it to Beaver and I've heard all about it. Okay, so it's not really Beaver I'm talking about. It's Joan Cleaver. The American television made the, the, the perfect woman out of Joan Cleaver. She had her pearls on. She had the perfect dress. Her nails were always done. I got a broken fingernail, polish coming off here, uh, you know, whatever. Anyways, I have to paint my eyebrows in. Angie, you know that. You see me every morning with a little, like, caterpillar over here. Um, <laughs> Leave it to Beaver is a television show that was the husband went off to work with his briefcase and Joan cleaned and did everything and looked perfect and had the pearls on and she was the perfect mom and cookies were always waiting and the house was just so perfect and everything was pressed and I thought I had to be Joan Cleaver when I got married. Yeah. Do you know how difficult that was living with this unseen disease which nobody diagnosed me until I was in my 40s. Yeah. So, yeah. where does the world put those titles on us of what we have to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's destructive. Totally. We need to be who we are. And MS is so new that each of us deal with it differently. Completely. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I lived a lie. Uh, I never had that before. How am I supposed to understand what you go through? It literally I've had problems swallowing. Swallowing. Yeah. But not the choking. The choking not is the, horrible. Like the bear hug. It, the bear hugs is normal to me. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, the bear hugs hurt. I, I, I like when I'm in the bear hug. I my face is like, uh, and Robert knows, and he's like trying to like calm me down and get me to the bed. And I have a weight. Do you have a weighted blanket? Uh, it's not weighted, but I always need a blanket. I okay. need something. It's not weighted, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. So he had to buy me, uh, my tremor would go into such a bad tremor, um, that I'd have to take my tremor medication. And then he bought me this blanket and it actually is like little squares with sand in it. And it weighs, oh. um, about 25 pounds. And after I take my tremor medication, if I'm getting the bear hug or the choke or I'm like literally tremoring, like there's an earthquake happening inside of me, he gets me on the bed, puts the blanket on top of me, and then yeah. the medication calms me down. I listen to the music and then I walk myself through the calmness and the things that I had to learn how to repeat and calm me through of wiggle your toes. Go to your yes. ankle, go to your knee, go to your thigh, and think about all those things to stop my brain from attacking me. So I had to really focus in on, let's talk to the brain, let's put those positive images in there, and slow the breathing down, and slow everything Every else morning, down. Every morning, I go through that. Every morning, I have the, sometimes I get the tremors, or I get the stiffness in the legs, and I can't even bend it. So I go, I start from my toes and I just, I, I can't explain it. I, I, uh, just strengthen my toes to my yeah. feet. You wiggle to my your legs. toes. Yeah. 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 Whatever you call it, clench, yeah. clenching the uh -huh. toes, whatever. But I do that all the way up. I love that. It takes like 20 minutes to get up out of bed, sometimes sooner, but you know what I mean? To relax and some, you know, and if you ever see me get out of bed right away, cause someone rings the doorbell. Oh my God. I'm like hitting walls, <laughs> getting something <laughs> Oh God, you don't even know. I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but I do that too. I, I just, yeah. 
you're reminding yourself. I know. Trust me. I, I used to have like my elbows used to be always. So someone would be like, "Why is your elbow bruised?" I'm like, "Because <laughs> I use my elbows to like bounce off walls sometimes." Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If I had grab bars everywhere, I- I'd be a monkey just going everywhere. Oh my I'm god! So I gotta pull up the picture of my black eye. Like it was a horrible black eye. Come in yeah. through the front door. Went leg drop, crack, smack down on the staircase right there. Looked like I was in a fight with Rocky Balboa. My eye has never repaired. I actually have a huge dent right here where the bone structure is. Right here. Yeah. Well, I'll call you with no makeup on, and then I'll show you. Right here, (laughs) and I'm like, so it it was horrible because everyone was like what happened to you i'm like i fell in the staircase i had a leg drop and the staircase yeah. got me he's yeah. just yeah and I, bruises like always bruises on my foot on my leg i go to close the car door and sometimes i don't realize i didn't pull my hand out and i close my hand in the yeah. door <laughs> what yeah see you just, just laughed yeah because I, I understand i'm allowed to laugh but yeah you're right <laughs> I totally understand. I've fell down. I've hurt my uh, tailbone falling down. I've, uh, whatever. I've had so many injuries. And then people say, well, you should use a cane. It's like, I was using a cane. It has nothing you don't understand. It's my balance is off. So, balance, memory, depression. This is MS, people. Whoever is listening to this podcast, whoever does not understand MS, you can look up the symptoms. They're all right there on the website. At Multiple Sclerosis Society, Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. There are so many places where you can find out exactly what the disease does. But until you speak to one of us living with it, we will totally bring you through an entire journey of what it does. I mean, you know, walking a mile in our shoes when we can't even walk a mile in our shoes. You know? It's, it's difficult. Tough. I get it. And yeah, yeah, we're laughing today and we're making jokes, but it's a difficult disease and we can't control it and there is no cure. And so live with Domery, Domery's Instagram, Domery Healthy and Fit, What's Up MS, all of us are here to MS. share our stories. Definitely. Definitely. That's what I'm here for. Honestly, someone has struggle. I'm here. You know, I've had struggles. I've overcome my struggles. I still have struggles, but I'm in a, such a positive space right now. You know, and I'm, it's an everyday thing. Every day I got to work at staying positive. And there's times I get irritable. There's times, and I have to pick up one of the books that I read and just go through it again. I remind myself it's okay. I was given this for a reason. I like that you just said that. Thank you. Thank you. I believe that we are all given certain things in our lives that make us stronger and make us why we were put here in the first place. Truly, we were given it for a reason. And, you know, it's just um, that we all go through tragedy. It doesn't mean just MS people. Everybody in the world has a tragic story somewhere in their life. Exactly. Every time someone says to me, I'm so sorry, I always say, don't worry, you know, I'm fine. It's just another story that somebody has. Because everybody has a story. Everyone has a story to tell. 
And the it thing is, what? It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It could be arthritis. Everybody has a story. It could be something that happened to you from your childhood. You know, I never knew why I was a fight or flight person until I finally started seeing a therapist. After I got diagnosed, I saw a psychiatrist before diagnosed. They just kept giving me more Xanax and more Prozac. I've been through that. I've been through psychiatrists. I've been through therapists. Now I'm currently seeing counselors. Best thing in the world is to see a counselor or to see someone that you can talk to about your problems. Yeah. Even if you have no problems, go talk to a counselor. Problems will come up. (laughs) Right? There's always something wrong. And and it doesn't mean it has to be a physical attribute of being something wrong. It could be the way you view things, the way you react to stuff. So I'm fight or flight. If I can't handle something or I feel like someone's coming after me, and this is from childhood. So I never realized why I would be like, no, and like literally fly, not fly, like get in my car or run, or I need time alone to think. And I didn't realize that until my therapist was like, let's go back to your childhood. That makes so much sense now. We can talk about that in private. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you my issues later, too. Uh, you know, I mean, but everyone has issues. So, world, let's just be honest. I'm not going to judge you. I, I, I don't judge anybody. Do I have my personal opinion? Yes. Am I going to force my judgment on you? No. I'm going to listen to it. And if you want to hear what I have to say, yeah. I'm going to tell you. But the judgment has got to stop. Yeah. Especially around illnesses and diseases. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, my dad's bipolar. And yeah. it runs in my family. And sometimes I wonder if I am. You know, um, a, a multiple sclerosis. I've got my cousin Stacy has MS. My other dear cousin just got diagnosed with MS. Nick, my son, Robbie, has MS. Was just diagnosed two years ago. Yeah. Um, and I have MS. And then Nick, on my father's side of the family, God bless his soul, he was, you know, yeah. in his teens and died at 22. MS just took over and killed, like, shut everything down and killed him. Yeah. And there's a special tribute to Nick in my book. And the poem that he wrote about wanting to fly and this disease it runs in my genetic DNA so I have no one in my family with MS so I mean we can talk about this later because I'm like is it genes uh, obviously it's genes if you have it running in your family I say it is but doctors constantly tell me it isn't but know. you know there's so many of us out there with ms that i've spoken to around the world that have family members it may not be like in the same group pattern like mine is mine is yeah, yeah. all in my same age group with ms on both sides my mother's side and my father's side and now my oldest son has it i don't know what to say i don't want any of my family members to ever get this me either but unfortunately, but you know what? He's so strong and such a passionate person. He's writing books. He's living his life positively. And it's just, you know, 
you got to go yeah. with the punches. Yeah, he's good. He's keep positive. It's good, but he has you. He has family. We have each other. This family yeah. is amazing. All of my MS, I love you all, all of you, my MS brothers and sisters. Truly, if there was some way we could all get together, that would have to be a really big convention center. But could you imagine all of us coming together every March? It would be such a positive place because we're all positive. We all go through crap. But have you seen all the posts? I've never had a negative comment ever. Mm-hmm. Since one year now, I've been posting on Instagram that one negative comment. Crazy. Yeah, but there should. Like, uh, yeah, there shouldn't be a negative comment. Negativity needs to go away. It's it's part of the world. And you know, I mess branched into so many other problems. Like it's caused me to have so much anxiety. I used to laugh at anxiety. You know, I was with somebody that had anxiety, and I used to laugh at it and say, "Oh, come on, drink some water, you'll be fine." Okay, I didn't actually say that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I used to be like, it's "Okay, breathe, I'm here, whatever." But I never understood anxiety till now. Now, sometimes I tell people my anxiety is worse than my MS. People see the tear and they say, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh, my MS, I'm fine. I got anxiety there right now, so give me space." <laughs> But yeah, definitely my anxiety has progressed. Anxiety is horrible. Horrible. I hate the word anxiety because I, I feel like I play it all the time. Like, I got anxiety, so I hate using that word now. I want to, you know. Well, no one's invented any other word, so just keep saying it. <laughs> anxiety, <laughs> depression, craziness, lunatic. <laughs> You know, it's just, there's so many words we can add to that one that you just, you know, yeah, I'm crazy. Hell, you're crazy too, right? I mean, seriously, people, get over yourself. If you seriously cannot look in the mirror every morning and call your own bullshit out, you got some problems. Find a therapist. When you can start calling out your own bullshit, you're doing pretty good. You, you like yeah. you learned really well. You're accepting it, right? Totally. This eye right now is twitching. You probably can't see it. It's very little bit, but it's me. It's like you know yeah, I mean? yeah. My my like, my. Anybody else? But me. I, no, actually, you're you're just dripping a little bit right here. Yeah. Hey, stop mentioning that. Stuff. Well, you just brought it up. I'm just confirming. <laughs> If we could actually control certain things to freak people out, like yeah. go to a bar, you're looking really good, right? You're like sitting there like this, and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> but I'm sorry, this is just so Yeah, true. yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I, that I is true. I always wear a hat, sunglasses. I always cover my face sometimes just because I'm like, is it drooping? Is it not? I don't know. Let's just, you know, keep it busy around my head. Right? I just hope for the day that I'm using a straw that all of them... <laughs> <Just go. laughs> You can't say that. I'm, I'm like... Sometimes people... <laughs> it's not working. I'm not going to make any jokes. Usually I'll make some jokes about that. I should not even... 
<laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry, but I literally live with the disease, just like Terry, just like everyone else that's watching that has MS. Yeah. The, the, the shit that our brain puts us through, when you really yeah. think about it, we could have a really good comic book series. We are superheroes. We were good at this because we can handle it. You Thank you I mean? for saying that. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, we're we're superheroes. I'm telling you, we the need ones that can't. We should be there for them. Anyone, anyone, please. I know that Terry would take your call. I will take your call. If you are struggling and you feel like you are alone and there's no one to talk to, reach out so to anybody with MS and we are always there for each other. I struggled and I've reached out to people on Instagram and I have so many names that I wrote down and I can't, if I start saying names, I got to say everybody's name, you know what I mean? But so many people have helped me out through my downs as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've called them. I said, hey, I'm going through a little bit of anxiety. I just randomly called someone. Mm-hmm. And I have a group of friends on Instagram that anytime I call, I know they'll pick up. Yep. You know, I call all the time and I use it for free. I just hit the little dial button on my Instagram. Exactly. I'm like, oh, they're online. I'm having a really tough day. Ring. <laughs> exactly. No, no, seriously. And then you get to see each know. other just like this. And it's free. Totally. I have a friend who has MS who just called me before we did this. He just called me randomly. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going on an interview, so I got to call you later. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> it happens all the time, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, you know, we just got to be there for each other and laugh. And then there's days when we cry and we just can't, we just can't do it. But then each of us pick each other up constantly. That's what you got to do. And I think if we continue to move forward in the light as of today, what is today? September 10th, right? (laughs) September 10th. Moving forward in the light of connecting, physically connecting through this amazing tool of Instagram by just the little messaging button with the little camera and giving your heart and soul and being truthful. It could be a subject of anything like how do I pick out an orange or let's just really get down to the nit and gritty. Let's call it coffee time and be real. Yeah. It could be, it's pizza night. All right, you got your pizza, I got mine. Let's talk and get the bullshit out. And then let's get down to reality and help each other. I like that. Right? Yeah. The more that we do this, the better off the world will be. Put your ego to the side. Thank you for saying that. During coffee time. During coffee time. Put your ego to the side every day. Yeah. And smile. Do you know every time you smile, it sends a registered notice to your brain that you're happy? So when you get up in the morning, if you get up and you're constantly saying, oh, it's another day, what do you think your day is going to be like? It's going to be bad. If you get up in the morning and I started doing this routine, and my dear friend, Dr. Shauna Shapiro, laughs at me. She goes, you're abnormal. <laughs> I'm like, 
Okay. Add that to the list. So I yeah. get up every morning and I get myself to the bathroom. I look in the mirror and I put my hands down and I'm like, good morning, I love you, Don Marie. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I start laughing hysterically and Gaston, my little puppy, is like, huh? <laughs> so, but I learned that I have a better day because I now just responded that thought process in my brain that, yeah, I love me for me with all of the bruises, battles, wounds, insane reality to real reality. I love me for me. And that's going to make me get through the day, a better day every day. And the more that we focus on the positive, the better our lives will be. When you wake up and you're like, the first thing you put on is the news or destruction, or you think of destruction, or you think of depression and what's going on, your entire yeah. day will be focused around that prop, that Definitely. issue. Definitely. I force a smile. I know it sounds corny, and I hated saying this before, because I've heard it so many times, but I force a smile on my face when I go out, and it just it's contagious. It's contagious. The next person smiles, it brings a smile back on your face. Right. It's contagious. Yeah, it really is nice. I know it sounds corny because I used to hear it all the time. And I'm like, how do you fake a smile? You just fake it. And then it starts to become natural. And then you have positive energy coming to you. And you start to think positively. And you start to say, you know, life's not that bad. Everybody has their own routine. You know what I mean? The other but, day, I'm sorry. And this is, I know a lot of people are going to get really upset with me about this, but I'm so freaking done with the masks. I literally will be walking down the street because I have to have the mask on and where I'm going, but every now and then I will literally like pull it down and yeah. <laughs> just smile or giggle and I'll put my mask back. Yeah. You can't see anyone. So many times I talk to people with the mask on, I'm like, you can't see, but I'm really smiling right now. <laughs> Someone needs to come up with a mask for women with lips and teeth, <laughs> a mustache. Like, where are all those masks? Like, I saw people have shirts where they have their face without the mask on their shirt, and it says, "This is what I look like." <laughs> I love that. I was yeah, I saw that. I'm like, that's so smart. I'm like, everyone's gonna start wearing shirts like that. That'd be funny. That would be really funny. Oh my gosh. So COVID, what have you learned during COVID? I'm just curious. MS has a month for MS March. Mm -hmm. Is COVID going to have a month? Oh God, no. <laughs> anyway, COVID to me, uh, the isolation thing is my life before COVID, but it brought it to the next level. We talked about this because, you know, yeah, things are slowly opening up, but a lot of washrooms are closed. And I don't want to be the washroom guy. I have washroom problems, but I have NS and I have, you know, a spastic bladder. If I need to use the washroom, I need to use it. So I plan my stuff way ahead, right? Mm -hmm. Washrooms are closed everywhere. I mean, now they're starting to open up slowly, so I can't go anywhere. As, as long as the washrooms are closed, I'm not leaving my home. I hear you, and it's so, you know, okay, so, yeah, the washrooms. That's why I have yeah. to squat in the bush. Sorry. 
<laughs> Listen, I, I can't stand up anymore. Use the washroom, okay? That's the number one cool thing about a guy. You can stand up in a bush or whatever. I can't anymore. I got to sit down. So when friends use my washroom, I tell them, make sure you sit down so you don't pee on my uh, seat. <laughs> I got to sit down. You're sitting down, right? Just makes sense. Don't worry. It's clean. I sanitized it, but it's not there. So, it's not fair. And then I'm so sorry, the six feet apart thing. Yeah. Hello. I go to the restaurant. Like, we go out twice a week. And you go and you, you get out of your car and then you put your mask on. Yeah. I get it. They take your temperature and then they, they walk. Take your they take it. Yeah, they take your temperature. And yeah. now they're taking it in the wrist instead of the forehead. Um, because of the air conditioning in the cars in California, it cools your body down. So let's really check your temperature. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so you walk through this entire restaurant of people six feet apart with no masks on, laughing, coughing, smiling, giggling. The re- and the waiter is bringing food to them with a bare hand and then sit you down and then you take your mask off and you put it on the table and then you eat your dinner and then you're still breathing everything that you just walked through but yet you touched the mask that just hit you from everybody breathing and then you put it down and then the waiter is walking around everybody that has a mask off that you don't know who they've been in contact with in the last 24 hours and then they come and serve you the same amount of food where the freak does the mask come in play it does not protect us i'm sorry that, that, I, I said it today. That's fine. <laughs> Publicly, no comments. But I understand you. I get so bitter. I get so bitter, but no comments. I understand. I, I get it. And, and and this is my personal frustration because I, it, it's just my, it, it, it makes no flipping sense. And the bathrooms. How can you go out to dinner and not have a bathroom to go to? Oh, I don't want to get into it, but there's stories about, you know, oh, handicapped washrooms are open, don't worry. Or no, there's washrooms, and yeah, it's accessible. And you find out they, anyway, I don't want to get into it, but they close washrooms that they shouldn't close, they keep ones open, because there's rarely any wheelchair people, or people that are in wheelchairs that go to this restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're not, mm-hmm. they're not caging things for people with wheelchairs. They're like, oh, how many people in wheelchairs are gonna come in? What? It's okay. It's not right. No. No. It's not. This is why we're speaking up. I I speak up every single day, and sometimes it gets me in that. trouble. Yeah, I feel like I'm ad- I'm an advocate for people who can't speak up. Like I'll just be there and I'll you know be the jerk that says something. Yeah. So when it comes to the mask, this is my personal opinion. If I want to yeah. wear the mask to protect myself, that's my priority. Okay. Yes. I don't want to be told you are forced to wear it, but yet you put me in a situation at a restaurant that I'm just being totally exposed to everybody's laughter, you know, and we're in the middle of like windy season here in California and we've got fires all over the place. Hello? That goes further than six feet if the wind is flowing through with your hello bringing in next door to you. I laugh at it too. I laugh at certain things. I just, everyone tweets to their own. Like everyone has their own opinion 
I don't want to upset anyone, but I hear you. Sometimes someone will say something and, oh, we got to do this. And in my head, I'm like, sure, if that makes you feel comfortable, I'll do it as well. Exactly. I respect people enough to, you know, make sure that they feel safe. I respect the law, which is, yeah. it is a law right now. You have to have your mask on. I respect it. I'm going to follow the law. I'm just saying my personal opinion about the whole process. Yeah. Trust me, a lot of people think the same. Uh, they do, but they're not speaking up. My whole thing is just respect. Respect the I mean? law, I'm, do what you need to, but I, I'm sorry, I, I, I have an opinion. You should wear your opinion on your shirt. Like, this is BS. Just, just <laughs> smile. Totally. All right. I want to know what your favorite rock band is. What do you listen oh to? God. Man, I am random. I listen to anything that vibes with me. I am random. I can't even tell you. My playlist switches every week from different songs. Uh, I grew up with like, you know, I'm, I'm a little older too, right? So I grew up with, you know, rock bands. I'm not even going to get into it. But I'm random right now. I'm into motivational music. I love that. Music. Into like soundtracks. Okay. So when I go in my chair out and about, something that brings my spirit up. You I know, like that. Like, a, like a, an epic soundtrack. You know, but sometimes I listen to random music, really, all over the place. So that's the toughest question I have. Whenever someone asks me that, I'm like, oh man. Uh, you like all music. Everything. I listen to country. I yeah. listen to everything. I do too. I listen yeah. to all music. Um, and I love yeah. to sing. And I'm not a singer. But I will yell and sing as loud as I possibly can. And people drive up next to me and they're like, oh my God, woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite book you've ever read? Uh, you know who I relate to is Michael J. Fox. And not the Parkinson thing, but he wrote a book called Lucky Man. And um, in this book, like I didn't, I didn't know. Everyone knew when he got Parkinson's. We all heard about it, and we all felt sorry for him. But when he came public about his Parkinson's, he accepted it already. He accepted it for ten years. He's had it for ten years since uh, Back to the Future. That first movie came out in 1990. He had it, but we didn't. We didn't find out until 2002 or something. 2003. Yeah. Yeah. When he had multiple surgeries already, when he went through, he, he has a family, he went through a lot of grieving, whatever. But when he came out public, we all started saying, oh, we're so sorry what you're going through. I'm so sorry. He didn't want that. He already accepted it. He's like, oh, I came out because I'm telling you I have it and I'm strong and I'm moving forward. But we were all bringing him back. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, and, and that relates to me. Because when I finally accepted, I had a mess seven years later, and I sat in a chair, and I said, wow, my comfort of my living right now is so comfortable. This chair has saved my life. But now people look at me and they say, oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, man, that's fine. Go take care of the lady that's using a cane. Look at her. She's struggling. You know what I mean? Stop focusing your energy on me. It's solved. If anything... Someone should have pushed me in the chair sooner. Someone should have said, why don't you try to use a wheelchair? It might help your quality of living. Because right now, you look miserable. And yeah, I was miserable. Now, 
I love my life. I love it. I have a purpose. I'm good for it. You know, if someone needs help, staying positive, give me a call. I'm here. I love I that you just said all of that. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you for really acknowledging all of it and accepting it. And I, I also do not like when people say, I'm sorry you have MS. And I'm like, I'm not sorry. It made me who I am. And you're the yeah. same way. And you said MS saved your life. And sometimes I think that it's destructive enough that it actually does save our life. That we have that choice. Everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Just got to speak your truth. Yeah. Your truth will save somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm honored that you're here with me today and that you've oh, shared your truth, that we've laughed together, that we've, you know, we're goofballs, that, you know, we're honest. And yeah. this is what our community is. And we are full of love and compassion and raw truth. Yeah. I love it. I love our community. Yeah. Without a doubt. I hate the fact that we had MS, but it brought all of us together. It totally did. Sure. Can you imagine if we could actually connect with every single person with MS? Like every Sunday, I spend four hours going into hashtags. This is MS, MS, cure MS. And then I go to their that person's Instagram and I read through it. And I send a letter to that person hoping that they'll respond back to me and then we create wow. a friendship and we create that bond and that's how i continue to follow and find ms people wow. and some of them don't respond back and some of them don't want anything to do with me and that's okay but at least i know that i've made that attempt to connect with them yeah and when I was on the board of directors for the MS Society, uh, everyone that was there that had MS, there was no one under the age of 50. Nobody. And I was like, wow, am I the only in my 30s with MS? Couldn't believe it. And now everybody's coming out. Everybody has MS or every, there's a lot of youngsters with MS. Unfortunately, but, the scary part of that is there was a four-year-old diagnosed with MS in California seven months ago. You talked about this already, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is scary. Four years old. That's We've sad. got to find a cure. We need more awareness for this destructive disease. It is a brain disease. Again, slowly killing us. You know how cancer, there's lung cancer, there's skin cancer, there's. MS is just MS. Maybe in 30 years from now, it'll be skin MS. I don't know. It'll be this. It'll be because everyone, I don't have any vision problems now. I did. Anyway. Yeah. Everyone goes through a different problem. It's so new. We're all dealing with it. Yeah. We're all figuring it out. But the community and the Facebook and the Instagram has really brought us more awareness yeah. to find each other and to reach out and i'm grateful for this 
I didn't even know what Instagram was until my daughter said, start an Instagram, mom. I'm like, a what? What's an Instagram? Do you know how long it took me to figure out all the freaking things on how to post and what to write? And by the way, anyone that sees my post, if you notice the words are missing and you don't have MS, it's because I think I wrote it. <laughs> and I have to go in and edit a post at least three times before it actually lines up the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So if you read any of the things and you're like, what the frick did she write? Like she totally left an entire sentence out. Welcome yeah. to my world of my brain thinking I did something that I actually didn't do. And then I go back and I check it and I edit the post at least three times, if not more sometimes. But yeah. yeah Is that not frustrating as heck? You're trying to write a simple word like it and it's IT and I'll be like, I can't spell it. And everyone in the house is like, it's IT. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's the fog. It's the brain fog. Yeah. It's the pirates coming in yeah, to get the treasure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's our little white yeah. blood cells that are, they're, they're phantoms. The white blood cells yeah. need a name. They're white. They're they're the phantoms coming in to get the brain treasure. They're digging. Yeah. That's exactly what happens to our brain and our spinal yeah. cord. Do you feel like when you get sick, it attacks your body instead of you getting sick? I feel like I don't get sick. I don't get colds. I don't get colds. Yeah. Isn't that odd? But my body feels it. Yeah. It's so I'm weird. Like, oh, I'm extra weak on this side. What's going on? I'm like, I must be having a cold and it attacks my nervous system, but not what regular colds attack. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. gets the flu. I've only gotten the flu once in my entire life. I never I never get a flu shot. I'm like, you're not sticking that stuff in me. I don't know what's going to do to my brain. You'll probably like light a match and my brain will totally take over. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Uh, and then my running joke, and I know this is a horrible one, but when it comes to yeah. zombies, yeah, they're never going to come after us. Because they don't want this brain. We are zombies. I yeah. always say to my husband, if we have an yeah. apocalypse or anything happens in the world, yeah, and we become zombies, I'm safe. They're not going to. There was a movie, World War Z, that it wouldn't go after the people with cancer and the zombies wouldn't go after people that were ill. So we're we're all we're all safe because I have friends that would say to me, "Oh, if we ever had a zombie a zombie apocalypse, you're the first one to die." No, you're the you're going to be saved. And they're like, "Cause your legs, you can't run." I'm like, "Oh, you better believe." I'm going to be hitting everybody else's bikes. No, everyone's going to be hugging you and putting you up in the front like a shield. Save us. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. not going to be the only one on the ground. I'm sorry, guys. This is what you need to do living with MS. Yeah. Take it and turn it totally. the other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. Be happy. Love your life. Stop being afraid of what the disease is going to do because if you focus on it, it's going to do exactly that. 
Continue to move forward with positivity, laughter, light. Live your life today, please. Live your life. Speak up. Yes. Okay. You got a problem, say it. So you've done so much. You're a wizard at, you know, your videos. You're a wizard comedian. You are a wizard at computers, software. You've done it all. Yeah. And you are still you. You take you and you bring the light to the world living with this monster phantom of a disease and i love you for that continue you. to be you continue to love yourself continue to love the world and bring that spontaneous light every single day of your life awesome no you're awesome that's what i'm telling you I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You do so much for everybody. You've done so much for me. When I jumped on Instagram, I saw your account and I'm like, oh, so trust me, you do so much for people. I do so much. I get it. We're all here we for each all other. We all do it. It's not me. It's a community of love and support. We all do it. You all have saved my life. All of you have saved my life. You're welcome. Thank you. So, anything else you want to say to the viewers before our hour is up and Instagram cuts us off? Uh, no, I got to use the washroom suit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I, this is so refreshing. I appreciate it. Okay, so I'm sorry, but I gotta I gotta tell on myself one more time. Yeah. We were in horrible, horrible traffic. I had to pee so bad and I couldn't get off to the side of the road. I actually yeah. had to pee in my pants in my car. Okay. That's horrible. I want some car maker to make the hole open under your butt while you're driving that you can just pee while you drive and then it wipes you clean. And then before you get out of your car, you pull your pants back up. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Every minivan should be equipped with a toilet. So, I when I used to drive, I never told anyone this before. Here we go. I used to have a travel mug in my car. Well, see, and that's easy, though. You're a man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'd have people sitting in my car, like, oh, you have coffee? I'm like, no. And I'd be like, I hope it's like, you know. I, you don't drink that. <laughs> I would be full. I would never leave a full, but. You know what I mean? It's just. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's so true. Okay, I need to get a jumbo cup then, or I'm buying a squatty potty that we used to train our our kids on. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a squatty potty from now on because the end that part of the brain seriously yeah. can't you go after something else? Like you make you don't let us pee all day for hours. Or we can't do number two for weeks, and then all of a sudden, it's like the door jam just, like, released. Yeah. Squatty potties for cars. Who's going to invent it? But then you're going to have to drive without pants on. 
so you're ready to pee every time. <laughs> or you can, or the car company can make like this cute like little like leather pants that you put on when you get in. So if you have any accidents and you get pulled over, you're not showing anything. Not enough wheelchair people demanding this. It, hello, I, hello. My wheelchair is in the garage with my walker and my cane. Doesn't yeah. mean I still have issues with my bladder. I know, I know. Right? I know. We all need a squatty potty. That's why it's easier that I'm in a chair now because I can say, hey, I got a problem. And they're like, oh, of course you do. Of course. But when I was standing, I looked fine. You look, you don't look sick. You know, you got that all the time. And the joke with that mess is, I'm not stealing this. This is what everybody says. You don't look sick. Yeah, but you don't look stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Look for me to see me. You're laughing. I didn't come up with that, okay? I read that all the time. I'm like, this is so perfect. You don't but look sick. Stupid. Yeah, you don't look stupid. Whole, I'm taking that from you. Looks can be deceiving, right? Hello? Right? Totally. totally. Yeah. Wow. I think we've covered pretty much everything today. Awesome. From the doctors to the real issues of MS to the destruction of it to how to focus on the positive of life, how you've embraced your life, how you've moved forward. Um, yeah. And you know what? I'm so proud to call you my brother. Awesome. And Thank you. I'm so proud to call every single person that I am connected with to say thank you and just honorably, I, I, I love you all. We got a great family going. We do. We got a big, nice community supporting each other. We really, really do. And it's so magical. It's just, it, it actually makes me want to cry sometimes because so many people grow up without a family and they feel lost. But when you really look, there's so much family around you in the world. You just got to open up. And once you speak your truth, the yeah. entire world changes. Yes. Yes. The support is what you need. Mm -hmm. Support, you laughter, support love. From your family, get it from outside. Exactly. Exactly. So... Cheers to all of you warriors in the world with whatever you're dealing with today. And today is Suicide Prevention Day. The entire month is, but today especially. Yeah. I've been there. I thought I've taken my life so many times. I tried to take my life right after I wrote Living with Phantoms. And my husband saved myself. Saved me. That's really sad. And after that day, I made it my permanent job to make sure that it doesn't happen anymore and if anyone really wants to know what happened dm me and i'll share my story with you and if you want the video i'll send it to you and it is raw and it is horrible and it is destructive but i kept the video to remind me that i'm supposed to be here So today, yeah. please don't take your life. 
there's someone out there that needs you and we need you and we're here for you no matter what yeah people battle their mind every day you know what i mean it's tough it's tough it is tough yeah so i'm gonna let's say i love you to the world stop and smell a rose today look up at the clouds pick up a leaf what's the texture you know just play your favorite song send an i love you to someone you haven't talked to in a long time or just say i love you to a complete stranger smiling is contagious smiling is contagious yes even when you got food in your teeth Smiling is contagious. Uh, Yeah, and be nice. If someone's got food in their teeth, please tell them. (laughs) All right, Terry. I love you. Thank you you. for being on today. You are a gift to our world. I love all of you for watching. Um, All of my lovely, lovely multiple sclerosis brothers and sisters and everyone else that supports this page, Live with Domery and Domery Healthy and Fit, continue to support us. Reach out to anyone in the world today and tomorrow and make it a mission to touch someone's heart and soul. Perfect. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Have a great one.